0: Good afternoon and welcome to the happy half hour. I'm Lee Cuban, master certified life coach and mindset coach.
1: I'm Sandra Priestley, I'm a business and branding coach. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Whew,
0: wow. I made
1: it. We, I barely made it. As I was telling you before this podcast, my, the last five days were the biggest shit show I think I have experienced all at once. Mm -hmm. Like I just, when I got up, the universe came and smacked me in the side of the face with another two by four, like (laughs) I just, oh my gosh. Anyway, and I should be drinking something stronger, but I am only drinking black decaf coffee. It's like freezing cold here. Like it's about 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Like what happened? It was so hot before and now I'm cold. So I am drinking decaf coffee. What are you drinking?
0: I am drinking. Um, well, I'm trying to pull. Up. Okay. It's 80 degrees here.
1: Oh, well, double. <laughs> so
0: It's not cold here. In fact, and Easton are at the pool. Okay. So I got some deep Eddie's peach vodka and, oh.
1: some,
0: and some lemon water. Cool. Um, I thought it felt refreshing. And yeah. when Paul gets home, it's date night.
1: Oh, so how fun. Yes. So yeah. let's he- talk about the week. So, you know how last week, I think on the podcast last week, you were talking about like how well, maybe it was after the podcast or before. I don't know. We have some good conversation, but how you were like both of your kids were going through. Some heavy stuff.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I talked about how, you know, my my um the way that I move through it as fast as possible is to feel the feelings and, and not allow myself to tell the stories. Mm-hmm. And so I was all sitting back, all cocky, like, you know, like, oh yes, I've got my shit together. Lee's struggling, but like everything about it is perfect. And then it was not like everything went to shit and um we we like got news uh we got some bad news about extended family um I, like so much happened and so much so many big things mm-hmm. happened for my kids and what i realized was it is so much easier to sit in the feelings of your own stuff. Just feel the feelings when it affects us, mm-hmm. feel the feelings and stop telling the stories. Yeah. But when it was, so I'm a rock star at that. I mean, I can handle anything if it comes to me. Even, Even like I started using that process when I found a lump in my breast. And I realized like, it truly was like, I was fearful and I was starting to tell the stories. And then I went, Nope, not today. Nope, not going to tell those stories. And then all of a sudden I was just like, fuck, I'm so done with feeling like this now. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of over it. Like, and I get up off the couch and I'm good to go. (laughs) But wow. I underestimated how difficult that process is when it's, with your kids because you know what my kids can make me nuts and i feel like most moms i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> you're, yeah i i feel like most moms like that we can just go squirrely when it comes to our kids and i realized that when i was worried for them i didn't know how they felt so i was feeling what i thought they felt which i don't even have a clue if they felt what I thought. right? And I then started to want to take the pain away. And I started thinking, okay, what do I need to do? How, like, and when you're in that doing energy, instead of like feeling and like stopping to tell the stories when you're in that yep. doing energy, it's the only thing that you've got is to tell the stories.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. What do yep. I need to do next? How am I going to fix this? How are they feeling? And like the worry and the all everything just became a spiral. And so I had just obviously watched you go through this and given you this great advice. And I thought, get it together, Priestley. You can do this. And um it was interesting because my desire to tell stories was. On it's a game.
0: Isn't it so interesting watching yourself get into that mode of making shit up? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And also of pulling stuff back. Like I spent I just like vacillated between memory of the moment or memory of the past and worry for the future. Like Mm -hmm. there was no presence. No. Like Eckhart I needed Eckhart Tolle's yeah. book. I needed to grab Power of Now and just try to be in the now, because in the now, right now, this second, there is no problems. There's nothing. I mean, everything is perfect. in Perfect this peace. I'm safe in this second. Um, I am yes. safe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yet, I was not spending a lot of time there. Mm-hmm. At all. It was all like reliving the past and like projecting into the future and this doing energy instead of like faith. Yeah. I was fa- fear based for sure. And I believed it was like I, it was like a drug that I was addicted to feeling the bad stuff. It was, it was a dopamine hit. Yes. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. You did that dopamine hit over and over and over again. Yeah. This week. I did that last week.
1: Right. (laughs) I'm a, I'm a slow learner, but I, yeah, it was, oh my gosh, it was a struggle.
0: But looking back on it and looking at where your thoughts went and where you went, mm -hmm. that, that's where your power is because then you can look and go. Oh shit. Yeah. What do I want? Do I want the stories I'm telling or do I want this? You know, what's
1: fascinating was I did that. Like once I, once the panic was done, Mm -hmm. um, I, I could get myself back to center and then I quickly flipped out of it. And mm-hmm. then I bring myself back to center and then I quickly flip out of it. It was mm-hmm. consciously me going, nope, not today. Nope, not telling the story. Nope, not going to relive the past. I can't go back there. I'm not looking there. I'm only looking forward. And um, I, I would just get myself back to Zen and i flip out of it. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting. To see how, how much of a, of, of a desire or, um, an addiction I had, Mm -hmm. it felt like an addiction to the trauma, addiction to the drama, addiction to the fear, addiction to the, like, to the stories. And the more you practice getting out of Mm -hmm. that
0: and into the good stuff, and then you get kicked out and then you get back, keep doing that because. You'll stay here longer than you'll stay here. And then it becomes a second nature. Yeah. Now I'm talking about on this subject, there will be another subject that that you will master or you probably already are mastering.
1: Yeah. But. what Eckhart Tolle says though too, right? Like he says, like, you can't just go there and sit, like read this book and then all of a sudden, poof you're it's, magical you're gonna stay practice. there forever and ever and ever and so he just says and you know like the goal is to be in the now as often as possible for as long as you can mm-hmm. and then to get back as quickly as possible yeah because we're not going to be
0: there all the time we're going to be in the future or the past
1: and, and, I, and
0: I, I would bet eckhart Tolle isn't there all the time too i i would bet too Listening to him, I think he lives there. But I if I lived with him, I don't know. Not that I, I want know. to live with Eckert. Does
1: he have kids? <laughs> I don't know. And he can write a kid but Maybe this but, is just all theory, and it goes flying out the window if you got kids. No, no I. I, really, I
0: want I you, really you to look you. for a minute at you and at your life, and at you at that age, and look at. I mean, cause I can look at my early twenties and girl, it was, (laughs) I was just bouncing from mistake to not even mistakes. I think bad choices, just Mm -hmm. doing stupid, irresponsible shit and Mm -hmm. looking back on it, it's like, oh dear God, but my parents in the moment, what must they have been going through? And the fear and the and, and so as a as a grown up of adult children, yeah. now I can look back and go, oh, what did what did I put them through? Never thought about that before, but it's it's tough on us. But we came out okay. We had our challenges and we had our mess ups, mistakes, whatever. Yeah, what we learned from them, mm-hmm. and if it all happened for us.
1: Absolutely. And if it's
0: true for us, then it's true for them. And we just have to keep seeing that and feeling yeah. that and knowing that because they feel our fear.
1: Mm-hmm. They
0: feel our judgment. They Absolutely. feel everything that we feel about them. And Fair. when you have parents looking at you like you piece of shit or whatever, <laughs> yeah. You feel that.
1: Absolutely. And
0: then you think, well, that's all they think I am. Mm-hmm. So that must be all I am. Very true. And and,
1: and I think too, um, you know, I always, I was probably, because I'm a child of an alcoholic, um, did I screw up? Absolutely but i feel as though i was more fearful than daring i was more i was more um and, and and i mean angry um angry with my dad for the drinking for screwing up our lives in so many ways and and so i feel as though like i was always ch- like too scared to make a mistake. I was sitting in perfect, right. Mm -hmm. In this desire for perfection. So then I just became paralyzed more so than going out and living my life and making tons and tons of mistakes. Have I made some? Yes. Have they been huge? Yes. Um, You know, but I also can see how they changed the trajectory of my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For the, better mm-hmm. you know and I think we have an we have that option of succumbing to the 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 issue the situation that happened and just getting worse or like taking the situation that's happened and building from it mm-hmm. learning from it becoming something from it you know I can definitely look back like and even you know I was saying to cam like there's a scent there's a a quote that I really like. And I can't can never remember. I think it's Lisa Nichols who said it.
0: Okay, I love her. I, I,
1: I am pretty sure it's Lisa Nichols, uh-huh. and she said, um, "Sometimes the best, the greatest gifts are wrapped in sandpaper." Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes the greatest gifts are wrapped in sandpaper, and then sometimes we use it to rub our bare ass with. Like Correct. you know what I mean? Correct. Like, it's not. Do we get
0: the lesson, and do we learn and grow? Does it? do we let it elevate us
1: yeah or do we yes. let it define us absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely and so yeah it was this has been an interesting 5 days or so um you know but also i don't know i just i i've been sinking into this sentence that i always say I can do hard things
0: yeah.
1: like I can do hard yeah. things. Yeah. And so, and all of us can like, and the more we face that stuff, mm-hmm. the easier it is. I, I think, you know, sometimes it's like, what's the worst case scenario. If we've already made it through the worst case scenario, fuck it. We're good. The next things that we do, we can thrive because we hold ourselves back sometimes because yeah. we're fearful. We don't of know what worst. we can do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it has been, it has been an interesting few days. And I think about how grateful I am for all of the mindset work that I've done, Mm -hmm. for everything that I've learned, because I feel as though I would have been a mess Mm -hmm. 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. A mess, a complete mess. And now it's like, okay, what you got? Mm-hmm. Now, Not that I didn't struggle, not that I wasn't, but, but I knew, I knew how to get myself out of telling the stories of gloom and yeah. doom and despair. Yeah. It just wasn't as easy as it is when it's my gloom and doom and despair that I'm yeah. dealing with. It was harder when it was my kids
0: always. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I've said this already, but it was much easier when they were two and we had much more control. Oh, good Lord. Yes. But as adults. Yeah. This is their time to learn and Mm -hmm. to figure out who they are and who they are not and who they want to be. Yeah. And it is so much fun to watch them do it, but it is also so painful because you want, to guide and do these things. And you're like, they're grown ass people. Yeah. I didn't want someone molding me, telling me what to believe and didn't want to be told what to do. (laughs) But I'm independent that way. I want to figure it out. You don't Mm -hmm. know everything. You might know some things, but you don't know everything. And, and I did have to learn some things the hard way, Mm -hmm. but. I got to learn it and I'm pretty happy with where I'm sitting. Yeah. You know,
1: and you know, it's interesting because when I was pregnant with my son, um, I was shopping one day with a friend and I saw this like piece of stone, like a, almost like a coaster, but it sits up and um, engraved in this stone it said prepare the child for the path not the path for the child mm-hmm. I and that. i walked away from it and then thought no sandra you need that because i knew that even even though i was just pregnant i i knew and i'd never had you know this was my first i knew that i needed that sign I Mm -hmm. knew that I needed it because I knew that I would be the one that would be like wanting to prepare the path. Yeah. I am that girl in recovery, you know? (laughs) And so I had this and often when we moved, I don't know what happened to it, if it broke or if I, if I got rid of it, I don't remember, but often I still feel like I need that sign because even though my kids are adults, yes. man, it's hard to, to, um, always keep that in the forefront of your mind. Right. When, mm-hmm. you I don't know, have prepared I am the them.
0: you have prepared them and you have to take that yeah, and accept that and be excited about that,
1: oh. man, I tell you they what know, what, they know what's up. What do they say, like that the frontal cortex the frontal of the lobe brain... is
0: not fully developed until they're 26 years old? <laughs> Lord, Spoiler alert <laughs> yeah, Paul didn't straighten his ass out until he was thirty. Oh, and that in part was because of of me and Logan. hmm. So, I mean, his frontal lobe was developed, but it was developed four years before. Maybe, maybe <laughs> he was a late bloomer. I don't know. But, but he's good. I mean, he still acts 13 sometimes, but for yeah. the most part, he's a solid 40.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, uh, I do think though that some of these, like I can absolutely look back on anything, any, any like um, big thing that happened, anything that I can still, I still go back to. I absolutely can see the gift yeah. eventually, like no matter not how big it was, not in the beginning. No, in the beginning, it's like, wow, I'm a victim here. This doesn't oh, feel good, good, good or yes. what did I do? Or why is this happening to me? yeah and um yeah wow it's but isn't it interesting looking back oh yeah
0: and going wow if I hadn't done this mm-hmm. where that, would we be that was so detrimental I hadn't done this that was so detrimental I wouldn't have ended up here like mm-hmm. all of these things that have happened would not have happened And I think, where would I be? Yeah. And I imagine that life and it's not like this life.
1: And I think we, oh, for sure. And I think we get to choose to like the, the, um, I, well, my son is a football player. And so I am often, it just seems like it's the algorithm. I get football stuff. And um so I started listening to this motivational speaker his name is Trent Shelton. I don't know if oh, you've heard of him. I haven't. Um so he has a podcast and it's called Rehab Rehab oh I can't even remember now actually. Okay. Anyway, um Trent but Shelton Rehab is
0: in the title.
1: Yeah. He always, he says, let's go. It's rehab time. Something like that. Like at the bottom, at the, at the end. And, um, so his story was he was playing university football and he went undrafted to the NFL. He started playing and, and he went and played for a number of teams. Um, but he wasn't really the superstar that they thought that he was going to be. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, he ended up getting injured and he was released. And he said he spent time doing things he should not be doing and a lot of detrimental things. Sure. Um. And so all of a sudden he got his shit together one day and it's like, okay, let's go. It's rehab time. mm
0: mm-hmm
1: it's rehab time. And he started to rehab himself physically, spiritually, mentally, Mm -hmm. you know, psychologically. And he started doing these two minute videos just on, I think like Instagram or stories or something, just two little, two minute, little inspirational videos. And he ended up now he's considered one of the most motivational and inspirational speakers. And he says like, Where would I be if I just finished out my NFL career? Did it suck for him to be released because of an injury, but also to not be the showstopper that he was expected to be? Of course. But he said if he had kept with on his NFL path, he wouldn't be nearly the success that he is now. But there was a moment, there was a moment where he could have said life is too hard. Yeah. Yeah. This is too hard. I'm too injured. Mm-hmm. I am out of the NFL. I've got nothing left. All I wanted to do was be an NFL player. Now I can't do this. Now what am I going to, and he could, he could have chosen a totally different detrimental path. Yep. But he didn't. Mm-hmm. And I love that opportunity because I feel like when the chips were down for me, mm-hmm. I always rose in the best way possible, because yes. I took the lesson, I learned from it, and I vowed that I would never not
0: mm-hmm. what like, if everyone knew they had a choice mm-hmm. Can you imagine if everyone had that knowledge? Yeah, because we all have a choice in every moment of in every, every yeah we have choice. Mm-hmm what are we going to choose? Yeah. So powerful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, it is. Well, with that, I think we should just end it. We are almost out of time. Thank you, Sandra. And and this was really, really good. And thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next Thursday on the happy half hour. Bye.